All right, man. First of all, Terrence, thank you so much for coming on my show, man. Um, me and you fought back in 2009. And so it sucks for me because I was a really good amateur, man. Like, so I was 156 and 13 as an amateur. I won three national championships. So but my claim to fame is I went the distance with you and the pros. <laughs> so yeah. it was, you know, I know it was early on in your career, but at the same time, for me, it's like you've knocked out everybody, but nine people in the world and one of those is me so i, I kind of it's it's a badge of honor for me right now man so congrats to you for sure i appreciate it thanks thanks <laughs> i was mad about it too <laughs> hey, you want to know a true story about that and why i fought my butt off so i didn't get knocked out this is a true story i talked about it on the radio show so i signed a contract to fight at the playboy mansion two weeks later after fighting you so I was like, I got to fight my butt off. Like, I can't get beat. I can't get knocked out because I get suspended. So I was like, I was just fighting my butt off and I wasn't going to quit for nothing. So that's kind of why I fought my butt off against you because Terrence. So I fought Keith Thurman. You know, I fought Chavez Jr. I fought Jesse Vargas. You know, I fought a bunch of the top guys in your weight class and they beat me. And I think a couple of them stopped me. But what they don't understand is I said it from the beginning. I thought you were the best by far, even though I went the distance with you. I told everybody in 2009, I came on and I said, Hi. <laughs> and I told everybody that you're going to be, you're going to be a superstar, man. I said this back in 2009, you can go check the radio and everything. I said it in 2009. Yeah. So first of all, welcome into weighing in with Travis Hartman. Uh, what we do is we're the number one boxing beards and bourbon podcast in Orlando, Florida, shot in my boxing gym in the world. So I always talk about that. I, you know, I have a beard. My co-host's got a beard and we actually drink some bourbon. So I'm going to, I'm going to crack yeah. open, I'm going to crack open some bourbon here in a little bit in honor of you, but I want to get right into it, man. First off, congrats on kind of finally um, getting that second undisputed title against Earl Spence. Um, do you feel like you're finally getting the credit that you deserve? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think a lot of people, you know, um, see see my talent and they recognize it. And, you know, the fashion that I've defeated Errol Spence Jr. in, a lot of people give me my credit now. And a lot of people still have doubt because they want to throw shade. They just can't uh, grip their mind over the fact that, uh, how how I performed in a fight versus him. So they would say, oh, well, he wasn't the same fighter or he was hurt or this and that and this. He stayed in the weight division too long. But the crazy part about it is I had already stated that those was going to be the excuses come yeah. fight time when, when me and him fight. Uh, but, you know, all in all, I'm getting my respect. Yeah. So um, I see that Errol Spence uh, exercised the rematch clause. Is there any details that you can really talk about that? I mean, is the fight going to happen? Are you um, going to fight him next, you think? Or are you looking at other options? Well, yeah, he exercises rematch and that's uh, the fight that should supposed uh, to happen next. So we shall see, you know, how negotiations go and how everything go. We, we post a, a fight in December. And, um, you know, yeah, I'm just, I'm back in training. Are you, are you thinking about doing it at a, at the 154 pound weight class? Or are you going to stick to the rematch at 47, which is where it should be? Cause that's where it happened. 
Well, the contract states that um, either one or the other got to notify, you know, in writing that he no longer can make the weight. If not, then the fight will be at 47. So uh, the contract set, states that it have to go at 47 since neither one, neither I or Arrow notified each other stating that we can't make the weight anymore. So I got a question for you. I was trying to, um, so over the years, I've been doing this podcast after three years, and I've been trying to tell everybody, Terrence Crawford ain't ducking nobody. Like, he's just not. Like, and honestly, to be fair, I don't think Errol Spence was ducking you either. I think he always wanted to fight you. I just think the promoters and the business kind of got in the way. Do you think because you left Bob Arum, that, that fight finally happened because of we kind of got the promoters out of the way a little bit? Yeah, for sure, for sure. I, I 100% believe that if it wasn't uh for me myself and Errol Spence uh talking on the phone and really wanting to be great and have a big legacy fight for each other and the fight wouldn't would have never came to fruition I feel as if the uh the promoters you know um they 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 in it to have leverage and control over everything. So when you look at PBC, you know, Arrow had three belts. They had three belts over there and they wanted 100% control and they didn't want to work with Tyrone. So um, there was nothing that uh, I can do at that point in time to make them fight me. So once I left top rank, then I went to the drawing board and then I came to the table and I tried to get the fight made in December or before December of last year. Uh, it, didn't, it didn't come to fruition because of negotiation uh, reasons. Uh, so I took the fight with Avenesian, you know, and at that particular time I came back and uh, I started back the negotiations and me and Earl started talking, uh, and we got the fight made. So, I mean, is, is that your opinion, that you think that for sure Errol was never really ducking the fight? He wanted the fight. It was more of like the the powers to be that was making it not happen? Because do you ever think Errol was actually trying to duck you, though? I don't know. I, I, I'm not going to say he was trying to duck me. I'm going to just say that he was listening to the people that he paid to do the work that they they supposed to do for him. So when you're looking at, you know, uh, somebody that's letting someone uh, control their career and they're not controlling their own career and they're stepping forth and telling their they boss, like, Liz, well, he's really the boss. They're telling their advisor or their promoter, like, look, this is why I want to fight and I don't want to fight them other guys. Then you know, you ducking by default because yeah. you want the fight. But yeah. they telling you, no, nah, we can go here. We can do this. We don't need that fight. You can fight somebody else. But, you know, uh, if it's about the money, then, you know, you go with the money. But if it's about, you know, legacy in this person that you really feel like you can beat and you know that he's the other guy in the division, then, you know, you go out there and make the fight happen. And that's what he actually did when the time came around.
So, you know, now, now have you noticed, um, I've been following on Twitter a little bit too. Have you noticed now that, uh, now that you're kind of, you're on top, I mean, to be fair, man, you were always on top, but you weren't getting those big name blockbuster type of fights. But I think now, do you notice how all these people are calling you out that never called you out before? Do you notice that now? Yeah, for sure. For sure. You know, I took the Twitter and, uh, uh, gave a lot, a lot of people, my, my, uh, my input on things like, you know, when I was coming up to the division, I called everybody out, you know, and everybody say, oh, well, you ain't fighting nobody. And and that's not true. You know, uh, when when you look at when you look at uh, Benavidez, he was it was a, it was a good challenge. You know, it was a great he, fight, he, man. Yeah. Like like he he definitely wasn't no fucking walkover by far. When you look at Jeff Horn, he beat the man. So I beat the man that beat the man. You know, yeah, you talking about Pacquiao. Manny Pacquiao. Yeah, for sure. You know, Pacquiao was the man in the division that everybody wanted to fight. Keith Thurman was calling him out. You know, um, everybody wanted that Pacquiao fight. Jeff Horn beat him. I beat Jeff Horn. So I beat the man that beat the man. And they say, oh, well, you ain't for nobody. Or, oh, well, I beat the man that beat, some, beat the man. You know, um, then you got, you got, um, you got, uh, 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 me machine, you know, he's a fucking Olympian, yeah. you know, uh, I think he placed bronze. I don't know if he placed or not, you know, but this motherfucker, a whole Olympian. So, you know, uh, hungry, undefeated, yeah. dedicated, like strong, powerful, like, oh, well, he's tomato can, isn't I? Just yeah. because he's not a world. I lost you for a second, Terrence. Yep, I can say, yep, now yeah. I'm good. Yep, I'm good now. I lost uh, you for about five no, seconds. I just, yeah, I was, I was just saying, like, and, and everybody, and everybody eyes, everybody bums now, you know, uh, if, if, if they don't know the guy, you know, and then when, when, when I fight Kell Brook and he say he had the best, uh, in the best shape of his life, you know, coming off of three wins, he's not coming off of a knockout loss with an injury or in a high weight. And, uh, I, I, I knock him out, I stop him then. It's an excuse, you know, and then, but before the fight, it was all, he he's going to beat me. He was too big. He was this, he was that. Same way with Sean Porter, yeah. you know, Sean Porter, you know, uh, did what he did with Earl and everybody wanted to gauge how he was going to do with me. And once I stopped Sean Porter and his dad uh, threw in the towel, everybody, all Sean Porter washed up. He's not the same yeah. fighter no more, this and that and that. And, and when I fought Avanesian, he was ranked number six in the whole division. Yep. So he's a bum. You know, I'm like, come on, man. Like this dude then be whole shame only. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like this dude then, you know, went tooth and nails with fucking uh Lamont Peterson. Like, yep. like, come on, man. Like the things that these people say, they have no knowledge of these 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 things. They just, you know, go along with the narrative, what people that's trying to tarnish my reputation is putting out. So they just yeah. they just go along with it. Like, oh, he's not fighting nobody, this and that. And then I say, okay, well, I ain't fighting nobody. I'm just making them look like nobody then. You yeah. know, and I just on, tells how good I am. Exactly right. And that's honestly, Terrence, when I started this podcast, it's kind of why I started it because I, I seen the major media and a lot of those guys – ain't never even been in a boxing ring in their life. And they're writing about guys in the boxing ring. 
So like, I was just like, you know what? Like I've been in the ring with a lot of these guys. I want to start talking about these guys because just like you said, as soon as you beat somebody, all of a sudden they're trash. And that's not how it is. That's not how it works. Like you beat some high level dudes that weren't just, you know, bums. They weren't bums. Like it's, it's crazy how they discredited you for all that. But regardless, I think that helped probably fuel you. That helped fuel you a lot more uh, to, to prove them wrong. But also, did you actually ever really, do you read that stuff before a fight or do you wait till after a fight to see it? Or I know you're human. Like we see some of this stuff, but how much of it do you actually see before a fight? Oh man, like I, I I'll be reading it like sometimes, but not all the time. But like I see some, and I'd be like, I just be laughing at it. You know, it really don't get to me because, you know, who who cares what they think? You know, just like just like now, you know, uh, Errol Spence is a fighter that that's a great fighter. He's 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 done great things in in the welterweight division, but when when comparing, like I said, there's no comparison. You know, like when you compare Errol Spence to Terrence Crawford, there was no comparison. Like my career, I'm already going to the Hall of Fame. Like if we retire right now, he's not going to the Hall of Fame. You know, uh, but when you, when when it's all said and done, when you look at my fight with Errol Spence and how easy. I, I defeated Errol Spence compared to all these guys that they call him bums. That that should tell them something right there. You know, this guy, the, the guys that you was calling all bums and this and that and this put up a better fight than your favorite fight. Yep, exactly. Not saying that he didn't put up a, a a good fight and it was easy, because by by far it never it's never easy in a in a in a ring. But you know, the fight was much you know. Uh, easier than I would have thought it would have been. No, you made it look easier for people on TV and people watching. I think I agree with you. You made it look like it was a lot easier than it should have been. And I think that any boxing expert was talking about that. Um, Even me. So I made my prediction on your fight. I actually told everybody, I was like, Terrence is going to drop him. I didn't think you're going to knock him out though. I was really, that was impressive. I was like, I think Terrence is going to drop him and he's going to beat him up and he's going to win a unanimous decision. People are like, nah, Trav, you're crazy. He's not dropping Errol Spence. I'm like, watch. And you dropped him early, was it first or second? And then you just beat him up after that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so, I mean, Terrence, this is kind of fast forwarding a little bit. You're 35. I see your birthday's coming up in this month, by the way. Happy early birthday, brother. Um, So, in a perfect world, I mean, this is just a, a scenario. In a perfect world, how does your career end? In a perfect world, how does your, and you envision, you put it out there, man, and maybe put it out there right now. How does your career and how do you walk off into the sunset? How does that look? <laughs> man, I don't even know, man. Another another fight for undisputed. And then I just yeah. walk away. Yeah. yeah. I, I like man. it. Three times. Three times. Undisputed. Yeah, that'd be dope. Insane, man. Can you, like I don't even you're in the position right now, so it's probably hard for you to see it. But for me, I'm just like two times, two different weight classes, undisputed. If you get a third, like what? Like, bro, this yeah. is like a this got to be like a dream, man. Like, you got to be pinching yourself sometimes. No, I just like you know. To be honest, everything that that come my way, you know, I just take it in stride because I feel like it's meant for me, and I was supposed to be here, you know. So like, I don't get like overexcited. I don't get like 
you know, extra happy about it. You know, I just be like, shit, like, this is something that I've been knowing about myself for years. So y'all might be excited, but I'm not excited, you know, because I yeah. already knew what y'all didn't know. Now, I might be disappointed that it took so long for me to get here. Like, it took me five years to 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 fight Errol Spence, you know. Yeah. When I came in the division in 2018, I wanted all the champions off the rip. I didn't fight no tune-up fights. I went straight to uh, Jeff Horn. Yep. You know, my first my first fight coming off of a win with Pacquiao and I wanted to fight. It. Like, Let's go. Everybody. Oh, you need to test out the weight class. I don't want to test out nothing. I want to go right into the champions. And at that particular time, you know, um, they were saying Jeff Horn and Errol Spence was the two biggest weight, um, two biggest welterweights in the division. And they was calling out Jeff Horn. But once, you know, what I mean, I was calling them out. I, I didn't have a title yet. Oh, he ain't have no title. Yeah. He ain't even fought in a welterweight division yet. But y'all was, you know what I mean, hinting that y'all would fight Jeff Horn, you know. Yeah. But once I fought Jeff Horn, now it's you on the wrong side of the street and all these other narrative uh, statements. So it just was, you know, a whole bunch of hassle. But everything happened for a reason. I'm here now and I'm blessed. I'm undisputed. I did what I said I was going to do. And, you know, my, my, my life move on. So that kind of brings me to another question real fast is that um, I'm a super big believer in God, man. I'm a Christian and I do believe you're right. Everything that is meant for us was meant for us. If we don't get it, that means it wasn't meant for us. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So something that I wanted to bring up was I love to see at the end of your fight, you think to God. And I, I love that because honestly, man, I just think more God is better. I don't think, uh, I don't, I think our God is great and our God is kind and loving. And I just, I want to touch on that a little bit with you. Like, do you, you believe that? Cause like you said, you think to God, like you really believe that in your heart. Man, come on, man. I got shot in the head. You gotta, <laughs> hey, look, listen, man, there's a higher being up there for, for, for a reason. Yeah, and, and I most definitely believe in God, you know, because uh, a lot of things wouldn't be possible without him. So, you know, uh, I got to I gotta give him thanks as much as, as I can because without him, you know, none of this would be possible. I love that, brother. I, I believe that so much. Amen to that for sure. Um, so fast forward a little bit too is, so now that you want all this, man, I see that um, the, the mayor there, I think it was the mayor, sold you some property for a dollar to build your academy. Um, I, I think you're building a house now as to expand, well. To, to the expand. Yeah, because you already have B&B &B Academy, right? Yeah. 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 So like, how has your life changed now? Because I know that you've already been undisputed, but I think this fight really put you over the edge. It was your biggest payday to date. It was your biggest legacy fight to date. Um, so how has your life honestly changed in that regard around Omaha? It haven't. <laughs> it haven't. You know, the people uh, around here already been fans. They already been, you know, uh, I didn't took so many pictures and autographs with probably half of them all. So when they see That's me, awesome. it's just buzz. What's up, champ? You know, uh, I been was building the house before the before the fight. So it's not like, oh, you. you know, I got this this fight and then now uh, dramatically building the house. You know, it took me a whole year and a half to go through plans and build, I mean, build out, you know, my house plans and all that stuff. So uh, I been was building the house before the fight. So that wasn't something that happened over, over uh night. 
Right on, man. Um, so yeah, and I know how taking building the house takes a long time. Five years ago, we bought some land and built a house here in Florida. Which, by the way, you got to come down, man. You got to come down if you're in Orlando. I Florida, actually was just there. Come. Well, Miami, Orlando. Got to come to Orlando. I'm in Central Florida. Matter yeah. of fact, um, they've been having zone fights here, man. Amanda Serrano's fighting here, like ten minutes from my house. Uh, in October, and they have a bunch of fights here um, this month, September. Some big time. Desert. Richard Hitchens is fighting uh, Zapata. That's right here, like ten minutes from my house. Uh, so anytime you're in Orlando, man, hit me up. I, I, I'd love to have you sure. over. Uh, also, I know you're a super competitive guy, and I love that. So my wife's a professional tennis player, and uh, I've been doing some lessons with her. So like, I want to challenge you to a tennis match. I think that, I thought we was gonna play basketball. Well, listen, listen. I I want to play <laughs> basketball still too. I appreciate that. I do because I still love basketball. And, you know, I'm a white boy, but I can ball, man. I played all through high school. I would have played some small college, but, you know, boxing kind of took over. Um, but you must have said, you see my Instagram this morning, me killing it on. And, I, yeah, did. I did. I did. I did. I see. I seen you uh, calling out one of your boys right there, too. Like you, you beat him pretty good. And he was still cr- trying to talk. But you're like, man, yeah. I beat you so bad. You don't even des- deserve to talk. Yeah. They, but listen, they can't hold him. <laughs> but no for real basketball is my favorite sport honestly boxing was my second favorite basketball is my first favorite sport i literally i love it it's just my i've always wanted to play it i've always played it i love it i'll play you in both let's do it i love it that's the only rematch I that i feel like i got left in me <laughs> for you right now because you know i'm older than you i just turned 40 man so but i still, I know right like i but you know what it's just a number man i literally july i turned 40 but i don't even okay. feel close to it bro yeah look at <laughs> you don't look it. I, I appreciate that, man. That means a lot for sure. Uh I mean I still I spar with some of my I train yeah. some people now. I spar with some of my fighters show these like 19, 20 year olds. Like I I can still throw down a little bit. So yeah. Uh but you know, I take care of my body and I know you do too. By the way, so that's what I'm mentioning here. I don't know if you drink much at all, but so I'm drinking this. It's called Blanton's Gold. It's super special bourbon, very high price, but also it's very hard to get. So I broke it out just for your interview. So I'm drinking Blanton's Gold in honor of Terrence Crawford. So cheers to you, brother. Appreciate it. I don't, I don't drink or none of that. So I'm not a big That's drinker. A I'm not a big drinker. I'm not. But I got into the bourbon about three years ago. So I'll sip some bourbon. I'm telling you, you got to try this. Blanton's is like, I'm not a big whiskey guy. Never has been. But this Blanton's, it's, it's, it hits the spot, man. It's different. Um, all right, yes. listen, I've kept you long enough. I'm going to do this quick thing. It's kind of a little fun thing. I do it for all the fighters I have on my show. It's like a, I give you 45 seconds, and you got to answer six questions, like top of your head. They're super quick. It's the same questions I ask everybody. Um, so here we go. Let me let me start the timer, first of all. All right. It's only It's 45 seconds is all it is. All right. Now, don't think about these. You just got to go, all right? All right, right, ready? Here it is. All right. Out of these two rappers, who's the best rapper, Kanye West or Jay-Z? Jay-Z. Out of these two fighters, who's the best pound for pound right now, Terrence Crawford or Canelo? Terrence Crawford. Yeah. Who's the most overrated overrated heavyweight of these two heavyweights, Ali or Tyson? Overrated Tyson. Oh, got it. What is the best of these two foods, pizza or tacos? Pizza. I like it. Jake Paul or Logan Paul? Logan. Got it. Who's your current favorite athlete right now? Don't say yourself. Athlete. LeBron. Any sport. LeBron. 
LeBron. All I right, LeBron. Like Curry, Curry. All right, thank Curry. you. Perfect. The time literally expired exactly when you said, we're going to go with Curry. I like that one better. <laughs> All right, man. Yeah. Hey, Terrence, seriously, man. No, I, I said Logan Paul. What's that? Say Jake's a better boxer. Yeah, I know, but I mean that one that one wasn't worded very good. So I just said Jake or Logan. So it wasn't necessarily who's the better boxer. So like it's okay if you yeah. said Logan. It's you know, it's whatever. It's just a fast thing. Um, but no, Terrence, <laughs> ser- seriously, brother, thank you so much, man. I do appreciate it. Um, we'll, we'll edit this and put it out there. Uh, but seriously, man, congrats on all the good stuff you got. And I know more good stuff is headed your way. And seriously. I'm so thankful that you thank God for everything you have, man. Your hard work does pay off, but I know a higher being has a plan for you. And I'm glad that he's working through you because you're, you're impacting more people than you know, man. You, you don't even realize how many kids look up and see what you're doing and, and try to mimic their lives after that. Try to work hard, try to try to pull themselves out of whatever they're going through. So seriously, thank you for doing that for, for the world, man. Not just Omaha. We're talking about the world, Crawford. You're at the world now. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. Thanks, man.